Welcome to this edition of Monday Sermon. I'm Pastor Corey. Today is Monday, May 16th, 2022. This is a podcast of Winfield Baptist Church in Winfield, Pennsylvania. More information about our church can be found at winfieldbaptist.com. Our fighter verses for this week are found in Galatians chapter 5, verses 24 and 25. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Here, Paul is reminding us about our identity in Christ and how that identity helps us fight the fight of faith. It is very similar to what he writes with regards to baptism in Romans 6. There, in Romans 6, verse 5 and following, we read this, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. There's that similar language, old self here in Romans and flesh in Galatians, crucified with him, with Christ. The difference of the passage comes in verse 25, and the context is different in these two letters. The Galatians have been warned by Paul not to attempt to finish their walk or their journey with Christ in their own power. In Galatians chapter 3, verse, 30, verse 3, it says, Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? It is the flesh that has been crucified and identified with the old self. Here, Paul is reminding the Galatians and us that as we are living and identifying with the Spirit, it is our part to strive to keep in step with the Spirit. Here again is where the previous verses come into play and are very helpful. We need to keep check of our lives and see if we're bearing fruit that is in step with the Spirit, or whether that fruit is in step with the flesh. Paul continues in Romans 6, in the middle of verse 6, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. He continues in verse 7, For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God. In Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Here's Paul's point. We are dead to sin, crucified, that old self, and we are now free not to sin. So let us walk forward with the Spirit and obey Christ. Next, let's be reminded of the sermon and text from Sunday. On Sunday, we looked at Romans chapter 15, verses 22 to 33. Paul here was getting to the point of his writing to the Roman church. He wanted them to help him get to Spain to continue his ministry. Uh, Right away there in verse 23, Paul says something strange and kind of unusual for us, that he has no longer any room for work in the regions that he's been in. 
What he means is that those regions have churches now established, and he wants to get to regions where the church has not been established, where the gospel has not been proclaimed. We looked at seven ways the church serves in missions from Romans 15, 22 to 33. The first thing we saw is the affirming and sending of missionaries. And we went back to Paul's personal journey, looking at passages of Galatians and passages in the book of Acts, looking at Paul's conversion to Christ and then his introduction to the church and then the church laying hands and affirming and sending he and Barnabas out for mission work. The church has a role in affirming personal calls to test and to discern and then, if they are, to send them out. Second, we looked at the church's role in serving missions in praying, praying specifically for missionaries, praying specifically for them to have open doors to the gospel, and generally praying that the gospel would go forward in those areas. Third, uh, we talked about giving. Paul, in our passage here, is giving, taking a gift to the saints in Jerusalem that has been collected by the churches in Macedonia and Achaia. And so we need to both be giving to the saints that are in need in other locations and also giving to the cause of the missionary himself or herself that is on the ground. Paul was seeking help from the Roman church to get onto Spain. Fourth, we are called to serve in missions by refreshing and encouraging missionaries. Paul was asking the church at Rome to give him time to rest and be refreshed before going on to Spain. The next three uh, that we discussed are more implied truths from the text. Uh, Number five is thinking and strategizing for missions. We see Paul doing that. He is strategically writing to the church at Rome so that he may get on to Spain. We too in the church today need to think and strategize for the unreached people groups of the world and for those churches that and regions that already have a gospel presence but continue to need support. And so we need to think and strategize how to best do that. Number six, we in the local church must continue to pursue health and strength so that there is a healthy local church to send out missionaries and to support the work of the gospel around the globe. And number seven, we need to continue to raise up next generation of mission-minded people so that there is continually people ready to go to reach the lost in all corners of the earth. We'll end our talk today with a takeaway. One of the characteristics of our modern society is that we continue to be fiercely independent. This is both a good thing and it can be sometimes a bad thing. When it comes to the idea of calling in the sense of a Christian ministry, it is easy in our culture to be hesitant to question somebody's personal experience of calling. However, if we are going to be faithful in our role as a local church, we must engage in these conversations. Some that have a sense of calling, when examined against the spiritual, the spiritual qualifications in Scripture— we find that the calling may be suspect or should not be affirmed by the church. It is both a safeguard for the person and the church, or whatever church they may end up at. And when we fail in doing this, we often see both parties being wounded, whether the person who thought they should be in ministry and probably shouldn't, 
and ending up being perhaps fired from the job. They're wounded or hurt, and it could even extend to their families. Or they could cause disruption in a local church or a mission experience. And so we have to take our role as a local church very seriously with regards to this and help each other. So, if you or someone you know feels called or is trying to discern if they are to give their lives to vocational Christian ministry, whether local church ministry or cross-cultural missions, may I encourage you to invite the church into your life. Allow them to help you to discern what God would have for you. In the end, I think you will be blessed by the investment of others in your life. Thanks for listening. I hope you will tune in next Monday as we continue to be encouraged by the Word. Until then, I'm Pastor Corey, and this has been an episode of Monday Sermon, a podcast of Winfield Baptist Church.